Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Yep, still regretting that lost bet from Clickbait Grassi. And uh, today, we got a very special guest mm-hmm. to help preview the week four matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Mother Loving Packers. You know him as an icon. In the YouTube world, sports ball, <laughs> clickbait sports. I had to plug our own thing. The dumpster fire. Bench warmer brew. <laughs> Bench warmer brew. <laughs> Ladies do it all, man. Do it all. Do it all. <laughs> Got a 3.6 GPA, <laughs> Mr. Urinating Tree. 3.6. Dude, I graduated magna cum laude from college. Put Same. some respect on my name. Not high school, though. High school, I was terrible at my GPA, oh. but college. It was like cum laude, but I didn't really give a shit in high school. It's like, whatever. No, yeah. high school was garbage. I hated high school. I, ba- I barely got out of 3 and then we went to college and we're a big boy. And then I was like, oh, now, dude. and magna cum laude. And look at us now, making YouTube videos. I know, right? Uh, total great use of our college degrees, by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my my father's so happy that he helped fund my uh, master's degree uh, in uh, education. I know, right? I know, right? Well, I, at the very least, you're going to pay off those student loan debts. Hopefully. Go. Crushed it. Crushed it. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, it's uh, it's great having you on. The first time, I mean, we've done like other stuff together and, oh, you know, yeah, and oh, yeah. all that stuff. But the first like sit-down interview uh, that I've mm-hmm. had because the Packers and the Steelers – you know, they don't get together too often. Mm-hmm. And, Last time uh, we played they... was 17 when uh, high-end talent bailed out the Steelers, and then Antonio Brown made an amazing catch, and Chris yep. Boswell hit a 55-yard field goal. Yep. And I knew – I was actually at that game, and I knew from there it's like Steelers aren't doing anything. They, they're not going to get away with that in the playoffs. Yeah. But... And listen, Packers Steelers got some history. It's seen by the uh, printout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems whenever our teams get together, it always is like a classic, like nail biter game that like goes down to the very end right. in which the Steelers usually in the regular season have uh, the edge there because I feel like you guys have uh, edged out some uh, close games in the past, but mm-hmm. uh, all bets are off. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Cause who knows what team is going to show up for the Steelers or the Packers on, uh, on week four on Sunday, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. The thing I wanted to uh, start this off before we even talk about the Kitty Goes Meow game uh, from this past Sunday, I do want to talk about – I want to talk about you, your name, Dream. I want to okay. talk about you. Mm-hmm. And talk about you have this affinity, this love, this passion, sometimes this hatred and despair towards the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know why. Out of all the teams in the NFL – why the Steelers? Was it a family thing? Was it a location thing? Was it a divine intervention? Kind of I, think thing? It's a, I think it's a little both, actually. I, I grew up in the Pittsburgh area, so that's why I mostly grew an affinity towards the Pittsburgh teams, which for baseball, unfortunately, it's, it's not good. College football, not good. College basketball, not good. But I chose to stick with the Pittsburgh teams, and that's why I'm a Steelers fan. I mean, to be fair... We've had some really good teams, a couple Super Bowls. Um, remember when I was seven, uh, I had a uh, irrational hatred of Neil O'Donnell that I still keep to this day. That man deliberately threw two interceptions right to Larry Brown and gave that man millions of dollars. I will never forgive him for that. It does not matter. Neil O'Donnell's probably a good person. It's just irrational hatred of a seven-year-old kid. Sure. I guess all it is. It's valid. So you just, 
Sometimes you just got to like keep that on you. Like, listen, like I hate Pete Carroll. I hate Golden Tate. Golden Tate is my arch nemesis and he has no idea who I am, except uh, my fans paid for a cameo to wish me a happy birthday. So that was, that was, a, <laughs> we have great fans. <laughs> we have great oh, fans. Dude, just wait until they, they find out like about Antonio Brown's cameo. Jesus Christ. Oh, does he, does he have bad. one? He does. He did. I don't know if he still does, but. Oh no, buddy. <laughs> dude, I mentioned it like. That was a piece of information that should have been kept to oneself. Now I thought we already knew about that. I had no idea, but now I do. And now, okay, yep. Oh, Listen, God. I have to wear this all week. Like, this is coming out on Thursday. I wore this dude, for GPA. Dude, at least your team won. My team played like dog shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that game shouldn't have been closed because some of the calls there were absolute dog shit. Oh, you had bad but, calls too? I mean, well, no, I mean, but... I mean, let's be real. That wasn't roughing the pass, or that PI was very skeptical. They call tripping, but they don't call a helmet to helmet on Devontae Adams. It's player safety, am I right? Hey, the listen. moment, the moment that San Francisco scored that touchdown, I knew Green Bay was winning. You gave Aaron Rodgers too much time. <laughs> Thirty-seven seconds, just way too long. Just way too oh, long. No, yeah, not for Aaron Rodgers, no. And but, nobody plays defense. There you go. That's true. You you look at the Steelers, um, and going back to like last season for like a hot minute. You guys are undefeated uh, mm -hmm. for quite some time. Uh, 11-0. Yeah, 11-0 last season. Uh, and then Washington football team's like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Good to see you. But you, you go through that season and kind of like, what's the feeling while you're going on that streak? You know, is it one of those things that like, hey, you know, we're barely getting by. Like, here's where I'm seeing the holes. Or is it like, holy crap, our defense is so good offense like you know the passing attack is looking really good i know like usually with the Steelers, you could be a little like pessimistic uh but what was kind of the thought process going through that streak i thought for some of the games it did look like they were a different team there wasn't insane amounts of drama happening outside of the organization there was a, like they were rattling off some decent wins even though they nearly blew it against tennessee baltimore was really close and you can yeah. argue that was because lamar jackson threw a really bad pass but even like in the weeks leading up to that 11 and 0, it was looking ugly. Like they looked yeah. rough against Dallas. They nearly lost to Garrett Gilbert. That game against Baltimore was putrid. That should have never been played. And Baltimore was starting, they lost half of their entire lineup. Yep. <laughs> and they still nearly lost that game. It looked rough. And then you get to Washington and you just get embarrassed. And then you go to Buffalo getting more embarrassed. You barely beat Indianapolis because they collapsed and they somehow allowed you to win. And then you play Cincy where Corvette Corvette happens and Von Bell just single-handedly takes him into the Allegheny. Yeah. And uh, so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll stream the Steelers-Cleveland game, you know, rivalry, coming back to it. I think it'll be a close game. I think Cleveland's going to win, but you know what? I think it's going to be a good game. And then, uh, and then that happened. It was... Uh, yeah, that it was. I, I, I was in pain. I remember both you and I were streaming at that point, and oh, I remember yeah. just like going. Like you had a ton of people mm -hmm. in that stream. Just uh, they're pounding on the misery. That's what. Oh, it was. of course, it's the, it's the salt. Like, listen, when the Packers were losing to the Lions in the first half, everybody was in there. They're just like, oh, how's yeah. that going? Hey, oh, hey, dude, I came in. I came in there. Yeah, no, yeah, you were there. Hundred percent. You were just like, please mm -hmm. lose, <laughs> please lose. Oh yeah. But, I need to dunk on you, man. I, I listen. I appreciate that.
I appreciate that. I respect it. Because like the Steelers, they have this this, this good defense last year. Um, you know, obviously the Minka Fitzpatrick coming in, which I was like, oh, that's like, you know, from the Dolphins. I was like, okay, I'll take that. You know, you, you got, of course, TJ Watt. You you have like all these pieces, and they're able to kind of like put things together. That wild card game happens, and I mean you fight back at least a little bit. Um, but holy crap, Ben Roethlisberger. Not looking good. The offensive not looking good. line, not looking good. So you head into like this season after that. And I know from talking with you, and it seems like the logical thing to do is, hey, we should get an offensive line because exactly. we have a 95-year-old quarterback back there who could burst into dust at any minute. We should probably get somebody to protect him. And you and I both knew they were going to go for Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. And like, what is your thoughts of like, okay, Besides offensive line, what do the Pittsburgh Steelers need to be contenders this season? New quarterback, but unfortunately that's not happening. Steelers are too loyal to Ben, and I mean, it, you saw it like in late last year. He just looked bad. Yeah. Like, he, like look at video of Ben from 2009 and 2010. Look at him now. The big difference to me is not in his lack of arm strength. His difference to me is his lack of maneuverability in the pocket. His greatest strength and what made him a great quarterback was his allowing to create time in the pocket, elude defenders, and allow receivers to get open. That's what made Ben Ben. Yeah. He doesn't have that anymore. He's just a pocket passer. And, like, he he had taken a beating throughout his entire career. And, unfortunately, that's what happens. Like, father time takes no prisoners. And we're, we're seeing it happen right now. He's just, he looks, he's, he's getting sacked by the Heinzfield turf. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Well, it's, it's pain. And we, uh, and we all knew this was going to happen. Like I've been, I've been yelling about this for years. And unfortunately yeah. now it's like, it was an avoidable car crash that they didn't bother to avoid. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I think about Perna because you look at like Peyton Manning, like in that mm-hmm. last year, like winning a Super Bowl, like that defense, like dragged his rotting corpse, like to, yeah. to the finish line. They're like, no, you're coming with. And I thought like there could have at least been, even if Ben is regressed, that defense can kind of like yeah. hoist them up enough that, hey, you don't need to go out and score 24 points a game. You need to score 17, right? Or you need to score like 14 and the defense will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, And going into this year, you talk about, you know, all right, he's going to be a pocket passer, but you need a pocket Right. And if your yeah. offensive life, you're going to say, listen, he's not mobile. He can't move around anymore. He's not really versatile. Then you need to be able to create a pocket for him to be that pocket passer. And it seems like the Steelers just haven't done that. They're like, hey, let's go get a running back in the first round, which, you know, can alleviate some pressure off of Ben. But again, if the running lanes aren't there, a bit of an issue. Yeah, that was my biggest complaint about the Najee Harris traffic. Like, I've got nothing against Najee Harris. I think yeah. he's a very talented player. I think he's got a nice future in this league. I just don't like a running back at first round when you have huge issues on the offensive line. Who's blocking for him? And unfortunately, now you're starting to see why. Yeah. Because, they, they, I mean, he's not getting the holes that he did in Alabama. We're using him on checkdowns on fourth and 10 down by 14. Yeah. And then you just got to hope, like, okay, Najee Harris is going to, like, jump over, like, three guys. I mean, he tried. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at this rate, he's going to get injured by week seven just because of the way you're using him. And you look at, you know, the, there were some, like, big names that came out last year of just, like, your receiving core, right? Obviously, you had Juju Smith-Schuster spent a lot of time on TikTok. You had Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. uh, who kind of came out and, oh, listen, 
even though the Packers had the number one scoring offense in the league last year, every single Packers fans was like, you should have drafted Chase Claypool. This is what you could have had. I got that a whole bunch. You know, Claypool, I know, I think he had like nearly 100 yards um, from this past Sunday against the Bengals. But like, where has that lack of a passing game in the first three games, has that been more just because Ben is not having time or he was able to get it or? It's the play calling. It's it's the same thing that happened in 2020. The Steelers' offense is predicated on short passes, letting Ben get rid of the ball early. They had the shortest like uh, snap yeah. to pass like rate in terms of seconds. I think it was like 1.7 in the NFL, and it was because like okay, you don't have the line to protect them anymore. They're aging, and I forfeit like the entire line's gone. Yeah. By the way, like um, I'm I mean Villanueva, he's being a turnstile in Baltimore. Pouncey retired, and he was just like it. His final game was sad, unfortunately. DeCastro is unfortunately not going to play again. I doubt yeah. it, which is a shame. He was a damn good player. Matt Filer went to San Diego, which, or sorry, L.A. I keep calling him San Diego, yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> like um, Zach Banner was the starting right tackle, and I think um, now you're starting two mid-round rookies and Kendrick uh, Brown. Uh, sorry, I forget Kendrick Green and uh, Dan Moore Jr., who I think could be solid players, but I think they sure. need a little time like so now you're at the point where it's like okay you have a new offensive coordinator but ben has a lot of say in control of that offense so of you have a few more options but for the most part i'm seeing a lot of the same things occurring like a very uh, like shotgun heavy formations uh not really allowing ben to take hits because he can't do it quick releases maybe on slant options yeah uh, inside route screens and having the receivers do most of the work and i think that's where a lot of the um like a lot of the offensive woes come from because most like teams can just zone in like, okay, we'll just play man and maybe have like a cover two in case they try to go deep, which I mean, they'll go like maybe two or three times a game, unfortunately now, but it's just like Ben is not the same quarterback he was. And I think everyone's starting to see it now. There was a reason why I did not want him back. Sure. And that's why. Took a team-friendly deal and was like, "Hey, t- take some of my money." Towards dude, it's Watt. not team—it's not team-friendly. He just deferred the money he was owed for a couple years. But this is what he, we he said about Tom Brady. Guy. What are you talking about, Trade? He's always a team-friendly person, even though it just pushes the money out later, and he oh, gets it doesn't push the money out. I think I think like they don't they donate to his charity, yeah. so he gets that bonus from there. That's probably why. It's wild. It's it's wild. But that like it's funny because when the whole TJ Watt like holdout thing was going, they interviewed Ben and Ben was just like, This is why I took less money, like to do this. And I'm like, but did you? <laughs> but did you? But in terms of these past two weeks, you know, you you have the game with the Raiders and then you have the game with the Bengals. And I feel like you have the Raiders game. And people are like, I, I, the way that I saw it was people were like propping up the Raiders more. And we're like, oh, like they beat a good team in the Steelers. And now the Bengals game has happened. And now they're like, oh, no, maybe this is on the Steelers. And and looking at this game, you know, they're, they're, you guys like one time of possession too. But like you weren't efficient in the red zone, um, fell behind. Jamar Chase did pretty darn well against you. Uh, ben, of course, you know, having a couple of picks, which is not so great. I think he got sacked around four times as well. Mm-hmm. And you and you look at this and you look at that Bengals game. And obviously, TJ Watt's not there. But like this can't just be because of TJ Watt. Right. But like no, looking no, at that defense 
is it the fact that like hey that secondary is not as developed because like you know or is it you know so that when we don't have a line that gets pressure that becomes a problem and it gets heightened more like what was i looking at if you look at the steelers a lot of their strengths come in generating pass rush from a four-man rush and allowing the they don't really blitz all that much yeah just because they can get so much pressure from guys like you know bud dupree last year alex highsmith uh Cam Hayward wrecking the interior of the Ryan. Stephon Tewitt, I think, is one of the more underrated linemen in the league. And T.J. Watt wrecking right tackles left and right. That's what made the Steelers' defense as great as they are because it forces quarterbacks to do, like, to rush the ball, what you saw in Buffalo. Even though Buffalo should have won that game, that front four was a living terror for that game. But unfortunately now, T.J. Watt, which, I mean, you can make the argument that that he didn't practice and going back to game speed aggravated his groin injury. I mean, although he did have legitimate cause for it. Highsmith's out too. Stefan Tuitt's been out for most of the, for the year so far. And they've also lost quality defensive depth in Tyson Alawalu, who was a solid defender in his own right. He's out for the year. So now you've like lost one of your greatest strengths as a defense, and it's now yeah. forcing your pass coverage. It's starting to expose that soft underbelly because you can't get pressure on the quarterback now. The Bengals' offensive line gave up zero sacks. I want you to realize that. That's probably the first time that's happened since 2017 or 2018. Yeah. It, they got nothing because you're playing backups and a worn-down Melvin Ingram who I like Melvin Ingram. I think he's a good situational guy, but mm-hmm. if you're forcing him to rely as a full-time starter when he's your best option back there, yeah, that's not going to work out well. No. And there was a part of me that thought that the Steelers were going to play the like going to beat the Bengals or the Bengals were going to beat the Steelers. My brother was saying the same thing. Like we were talking about, it. it's like this team can't generate a pass rush. They were exposed in the passing game because of it, because remember, Henry Ruggs was able to get open, expose like the, the, the break in between the safety and the corner. And you also, like you can't generate anything. So like your middle linebackers are okay, but Devin Bush hasn't really taken that step you hope for sure. him to make. Schobert's still trying to learn the system. And so that's what you get. And then, the Bengals game was just just a beatdown. Like it was just it. The Steelers played like shit. There's yeah. nowhere, nothing else to really say about that. Like they were terrible, and that's not even a play down to competition thing. They just were terrible. Just yeah, they were bad. Yeah, like since he looked like they were playoff contenders when they played that game, that was yeah. a statement win for them. And considering how much they struggled last week too, like it was one of those things, like those games going into like, it will, it might be competitive. Like it's going to be a competitive game, Mm -hmm. but like that's a game the Steelers like should win. And you highlighted the offensive line of the Bengals, which is not good. (laughs) Like Exactly. So when you're not getting pass rush on that, you're like, oh, okay, this is a problem. <laughs> like, there's the mistakes so need, have been made. You need guys healthy back pronto. Yeah. And TJ Watt, I mean, you're dealing with a nagging groin injury, and those things can last for a bit. Like, uh, those Maybe. injuries are very finicky. The only thing more finicky are probably shoulder and hamstring. Yeah. Um, That's Kenny Clark like, last year it, had a groin have, injury. Oh, yeah. yeah. To it, I don't know if he's coming back. Like, because, like, he's still injured. We don't know with him. High Smith, he might be out again. So the Packers line, I find to be superior than the Steelers offensive line, even without Bakhtiari, because you're uh, putting out Melvin Gordon or Melvin Ingram. You're not putting out T.J. Watt. You're not putting out Alex Highsmith. You're not putting out Bud Dupree. 
So when you have like 33, 34 year old Melvin Ingram, you're not going to get as much coverage. And you're, I mean, for the left tackle that played, you're not going up against Nick Bosa. Like well, you're probably having easier yeah. time. Well, that was, that was the thing. Like, cause looking at this 49ers game, I think every Packers fan out there was like, Oh crap. Because not only was Bakhtiari not there, but Elton Jenkins was also out. And yes. we were like, okay, so Bosa is going to line up against Yosh Neiman, who, like, Packer, that's his first start since 2018, which, by mm -hmm. the way, didn't allow a single sack yesterday. The offensive line looked real, real good. Yeah, like, He had his moments. Like, he looked a little rough in the first quarter. but In the first like quarter, looked rough, but he settled in nicely. Like, yes. settled in real, real nicely. And, of course, when you're looking at this, when Dave Bakhtiari, when he got put on the um, PUP list, like, when he wasn't going to be out, um, you're like, okay, like you looked at the 49ers game, you looked at the Steelers game, and you looked at the Bears game. And you're like, all right, this is going to be tough when it comes to the pass rush. Um, the, the Saints dominated and like just beat the crap out of the Packers there. Mm -hmm. um, Lions didn't get a ton of pressure, and then they played well against the 49ers um, last night. And I want to like kind of put a caveat here because it is going into week four, right? Yes. It's still very early in a season, in an extended season. I don't believe in like pushing the panic button yet, unless you're maybe like, you know, like the Giants. Like maybe, maybe, maybe that button gets it. Five's pushing that button. Uh, He's not pushing that button. He's pushing trash cans down like a jump. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, go out, go out and do that. Um, for you, like as a Steelers fan looking at this team, you know, you, you have the beat down by the Bengals. Like, are you looking at this of like, oh crap, you know, yeah, we're one and two, we're, we're currently last in the division. But is it like panic time yet? Or is it now saying, okay, this is what we have. We have an aging QB. Uh, we have a pass rush that's lacking right now because of injuries. Like, let's adapt the game plan to that, you know, and then we could potentially win some more games. Or is it like, oh, crap? Uh, it's a little of both. I think what the Steelers need to do, they need to change up the offense. You can't have Ben throw 50 times a game. 58, dude. In this current times. 58. That's what I mean. Like, you can't do that and expect to win with a 39-year-old quarterback who just had a major elbow surgery a couple years ago. That's not a recipe for success, especially when it's like five to ten yard dinks and dunks. You drafted a running back in the first round for a reason. You drafted a tight end in the second round for a reason. And then you're throwing balls to E-drop. There you go. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben has too much power in this offense. As I said, there's a reason why I didn't want to bring him back. Because, unfortunately, it's a very pass-heavy offense where the passer hasn't really aged gracefully. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how long they keep it going for. But, like, the Steelers, are, they're very stubborn in the way they do things. I mean, sure. look how long it took them to give guaranteed money. I was shocked they gave $80 million guaranteed to T.J. Watt. I thought they yeah. were going to screw that up. Uh, but at the same time, you're sitting there like, okay, they're, they're really stuck on tradition. Yeah. Like, they don't fire coaches. They let them expire. Like, Randy Feetner didn't get fired. His contract expired. That's the all key card is. just didn't work at the door anymore. Exactly. And he's yeah, like, it, was, yeah, it was like that Jets guy. Just like, okay, yeah. it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> well, uh, well, I don't have a job. Well, Guess I better go back to the mechanic shop and McKee's rocks. That's it. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, yeah, it, like they have to overhaul the offense. They have to put more of an emphasis on Najee Harris, who I think could be a really nice bell cow. I if agree. you have the run blocking to do it, I don't know how to really gauge it because, once again, they don't really utilize him in the running game. They utilize him more in, like, the passing game, which, 
Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to do that, why don't you draft a running back in the third or fourth round? You can find good ones back there. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, you're, I mean, you do have the wide receivers. I mean, I don't know, like, the ability of Deontay Johnson. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. Juju one pulled out of the game. Like, he has a rib injury. I don't know how he's going to be. Chase Claypool seemed like he was banged up a little bit as well. So, your fully healthy receiver right now is James Washington, the guy who requested a trade because he wasn't getting anything. And I think Kobe White, yeah. who's an undrafted wide receiver. So... You're looking, you're going to have to simplify the offense even more. You're going to have to make it like sort of like an old school offense, like something from like the 70s, where it's like, okay, you're going to have to smash them with old, good old stellar football, you know, just like run the ball, pound their throats, maybe a few quick passes here and there to keep them on their toes. But that's what you're going to have to do, unfortunately. And with the Packers defense, my key is find Kevin King. And expose him. That's what you do He's with playing. the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, what's going on with Darius Smith, too? Do you think he's going to play this week? No, oh, he can't. No, he's on IR. So oh, he, okay. He can't, yeah, no, he cannot play. So he's out for at least another couple weeks. Um, okay, so that's actually a good thing for uh, Chuka Korafor, who's probably going to be blocking, like, um, who, where Darius Smith will be. Yeah. Like, we'll see what if Elton Jenkins plays. Um, you know, that would definitely be because that's the thing. Like, right now, like the Packers offensive line, how good they looked yesterday against a good pass rush in the 49ers. Mm-hmm. That offensive line, when David Bakhtiari comes back and Jenkins is healthy, is going to be one of the best in the It'll NFL. It'll be strong. Like, they're going to be solid. Yep. So, I mean, like, they right haven't now, the beat without Lindsley. I'm just wait. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting until like after week six. Like, I'm just like, all right, like, let's survive until then. Um, and this is one of those games that I did have circled because, you know, I don't know if Kevin King is going to be playing. You know, Eric Stokes did okay, got picked on a little bit, had some uh, defensive PIs that were yeah. ticky-tacky. That, that half one was very iffy. I didn't think that was a yeah. good call. But neither here nor there. Um, looking at the season before we jump into, like, the specific game with the Packers, um, you're in a really tough division uh, mm-hmm. with with contenders. Do you look at this of like, do you still think the Steelers at this point are still a playoff team based off of like, there are seven seeds, you know, you're in that tough division. Um, If they're able to adapt, like, are you saying, yeah, like this team can go again? Uh, I mean, it mostly depends if they're able to adapt. I did not have them making the playoffs for a few reasons. One, because the offense looked really weak. And secondly, because they have a really tough second half schedule. Yeah. Like they are playing just, it's just brutal. They have one of the toughest schedules in the league. That's why I thought like, okay, maybe nine and seven, 10 and six at best. But, uh, or sorry, nine and eight, 10 and seven. Yeah, I I'm you. sorry. I keep forgetting it's seven. That extra game, it ruined everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Well, at least we get to play Seattle. So maybe that might be a win because of how bad their defense is, how bad their <sighs> Vikings. Not even the Vikings, dude. Like they played like crap against the Titans. They did. They did. Um, Before I jump into this game, I did want to ask you a question because this is something that you are very much in tuned with. Um, You had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on your team. Mm -hmm. Le'Veon Bell at this point, I think he's still on the practice squad of the Chiefs. Yeah, he fell off hard. Yeah. In regards to Le'Veon Bell, he was like one of the best running backs in the league with you guys. Like he was just kind of that dual threat guy. Do you think that was just like the position and situation that he was in that he was able to succeed? Cause I know he goes to Jersey under Adam Gaze and 
whether it was him not playing well, I think honestly he just wasn't being utilized well because Gase just didn't know what to do with him. Um, but why do you think that drop off was so significant? Was it just because he was no longer a feature like in an offense, or did like Tomlin basically like honestly like the Antonio Brown thing was able to kind of keep things under wraps and just be like, hey, let's put you in like good positions and make you look like a star. I think the thing with Le'Veon Bell is his main strength is his vision. It's allowing the line to create and allow him to just like, okay, he'll sit behind the line for a little bit, wait for them to make a hole, and then bash right through it. Yeah. That's what Le'Veon Bell was really good at. And unfortunately, with some of his injury issues, his off-field stuff, it, like, it what didn't make sense to give him like a shitload of money because yeah. – he probably wouldn't have done well here either with our line regressing just sure. because his game's predicated. He doesn't like have breakneck speed. He doesn't have great agility. His strength is waiting holes, play recognition, and just allowing the line to do their thing and thrive in that space. That's yeah. why I didn't think he was going to do well in New York because they don't have the good line. Nope. They don't have like the system to make him thrive, and that's why he flopped in two years. But he yeah. did get like – I didn't think like he gambled, he lost. I didn't. Yeah. He, when you have to consider like okay, like he got his guaranteed money from the Jets, you have to consider that fourteen and a half million he left on the table. So yeah. he needed at least fifty million guaranteed to make it work out, and it just yeah. it didn't. So looking at this uh, upcoming game, uh, the question mark is of course going to be T.J. Watt. Um, mm-hmm. As we already spoke about, groin injuries are a pain in the ass. It impacted Kenny Clark real bad last year. He didn't look like himself for most of the year until he came back and like was actually healed up. Um, how do you see like this game going? Do you see it as like one of those closer games? Because as we talked about in the beginning of this, you know, we've had some classics together, you know, whether it comes down to like last second field goals or, you know, Ben just like launching a Hail Mary basically and yeah. uh, and connecting. Um, do you see this as like a bounce back game for the Steelers against an opponent like the Packers at Lambeau? I... Um I don't know. I mean, in past performances, they would always either bounce back from ugly losses and they'd always play well against yeah. really good competition. I, they they sometimes they usually wouldn't win those games. Like they'd lose by maybe like three or four. But at the same yeah. time, you're looking at a situation where it's like, OK, this could probably be a pretty close game. I, I don't know if the Steelers can win, but I think they at least keep it close. If yeah. they have TJ Watt, if not, I mean, it's either going to be a really close or it's just going to get really ugly. And I mean, it's just going to be like a situation where I'm just sitting there like, well, yeah, well, um, let's, we better be looking at quarterbacks. How's uh, Sam Howell doing in North Carolina? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I wanted to ask too. Like, okay, say, all right, Tomlin's just like, you know what? Ben ain't the answer. Like again, he, he comes to this epiphany, like around like week eight. What are the options at this point? Like, is there anything like mid-season which you can kind of pivot and say like, hey, Rudolph? <laughs> like, what do you do? I mean, uh, at this rate, I mean, Rudolph, I don't think he has the instincts that Ben has. But, I mean, he has more athleticism and ability at this point. Oh, he's sure. able to throw the ball deep. Like, yeah. he still has, like, I remember him skying the ball at Oklahoma State. He still has a talent. It's just like, I think the concussion kind of like – Shook him up a good bit. He just hasn't been the same there. Dwayne Haskins, he's a question mark. I mean, he did have promise in the preseason, but at the same time, I don't know if he's truly ready to take on that role yet, and I don't know what his upside really is. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, you can't really look elsewhere. You don't have the assets to trade for a Deshaun Watson, even though I love him. 
I mean, you'd also have to like Cam. No, he doesn't have the shoulder. You'd be having the same issues. You have the athleticism, but you don't have the arm. Um, Deshaun so Watson run away from your offensive line like that. Like that would. Oh be, yeah, uh, pretty much. It's um. It, Deshaun Watson took a ton of sacks in Houston, so you know what? It's probably gonna be the same thing. Yep, that's it. Well, Tree, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you about the Steelers Packers mm-hmm. game. I hope it's a fun game. As uh, I hope so. I, I, hope, I hope it's a good game. I hope it's a fun game. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll work something out uh, for uh, the game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe. We'll see maybe. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll get something going. Maybe we'll get something going. Maybe. maybe. Uh, but tell the people where they can find you and all the things that you do, good sir. Well, I am on YouTube on Urinating Tree. Um, unfortunately, I have to uh, deal with this man right here. But uh, I mean, we, we just do it all in good fun. I mean... I mock him for being a Packers fan, and he he rubs it in my face because his team's actually good. It's it's not good, but I'm on Twitter on urinating tree. I just shit post on there. That's that's all I can pretty much do. It's like Sunday, but it's just like random rambling. It's, uh, Instagram, I do have one. It's urinating underscore tree. I I barely go on it, but it's <laughs> it's there. Yeah, it's kind of there. But it's otherwise, there. that's where you can find me if you're uh, crazy enough to follow me. <laughs> I do. I I think five mentioned this like. When the way that that is situated behind you looks like an old like middle yeah. ages halo, like a painting. Mm-hmm. I really want you to like lean into that and have like glow sticks that are like popping out or whatever, <laughs> so it just creates this angelic. Actually, not a bad idea, right? It just like maybe have like a little um little LED light action going on there. Dude, listen, you could do that for uh, when we're doing our, our tree segment on clickbait, and you just like turn it on, and you'd be like, "Here we go now." <laughs> <laughs> I love it, buddy. Always great talking to you. Appreciate Absolutely. you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. See you around. I'm Tom Grassi. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, go back, go. Packers suck. Okay.